Hello, everyone, and welcome to Lokya Kahenge. Um, we're super excited to introduce you guys to Eamon Mulhi today, all the way from Pakistan. Woo! Hey, guys. Hello, everyone. I am double excited to be on this podcast and uh, looking forward to it. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, and Eamon, thank you uh, for joining us. Seriously. You're most welcome. You're most welcome. Thank you're you for first. having me. You're a first guest from Pakistan, so you, that makes you super, super special. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> this is something special. Yes. And, um, be here. yeah, and we, uh, and I think we should talk a little bit about how we found you because that's going to yeah, sure. lead right into, you know, what, what we reached out to you for and yeah. what you're doing right now. So like, we want to, you know, definitely talk about that. Um, so Manahla and I were, um, you know, on our Facebook feeds, something mm-hmm. that we hardly do, but we were so happy we did that day. Yeah. <laughs> but of course, you know, for the podcast and stuff like that, we know that a lot of uh, people and a lot of our, especially family and friends are on Facebook. So that's exactly why we yeah use it. Use it. Exactly. And uh, okay. we saw a super real story about a person who we knew was in our connection somehow because of our school and like, you know, that, like people we used to know or you know are in our pakistani circles and Mm -hmm. um we saw a super real post about uh, somebody going through anxiety and Mm -hmm. somebody going through you know a real ups and uh what what you described as an up and down right in your Mm -hmm. in your emotions and and then a picture was attached and that was of you amen and what was really interesting to us was that we just never saw a south asian face attached to such a photo before and from pakistan and so so detailed and so um like real it explained in a really real way like there was no bs behind it it was just hey like this is what I'm going through. Right. And it was just so mm-hmm. nice to read it. And I read it and she read it. And we just, you know, actually we read it separately and yep. we didn't know that the other person was reading it. And then, so I came to her um, and I was like, Hey, like, did you look at this? And then she was like, Oh my God, I just saw that. So that was crazy. And uh-huh. then we were like, okay, we have to reach out to this girl because this, uh, this is awesome. Like she, and there wasn't one post, right. There was like, many like we scrolled all the way down like full disclosure we stalked you and we read everything (laughs) we read everything and it was like so as as real as the things were um that you had written it was really refreshing to read that like somebody was even talking about these things uh thank you kinza and manal for you know first of all acknowledging it you know because um to be honest uh let me talk about pakistan here, people don't take it seriously, you know. They don't acknowledge someone's mental health or anything, you know, related to your mental health. Uh, it can be so serious and people will just take it as a joke. So, first of all, thanks to you guys, you know, acknowledging it and, you know, reaching out. And the most important thing is to, you understood that. That it was something that should be taken serious and should be read and should be preached, I think. Thank you. I, and honestly, like just, uh, you know, we have this tendency, I feel like something that we have recently overcome or we have actually said that, no, you know what? Stop. This is like a breaking down. Uh, you're absolutely right. Our country or our culture um, has the tendency to ignore it. Right. So we could have easily or, you know, people easily say we couldn't have, honestly, if I'm being completely honest, we couldn't have. But like, (laughs) you know, people have the tendency to say, oh, this person is going through this. Let me just see Mm -hmm. how it works for them. Kind of like ignore the problem. Right. And so it's not there. So true. So, um, you know, but um, I mean. I want to ask Eamon, so like what, uh, you know, uh, tell us a little bit before we go into everything. And of course, we're going to be introducing Eamon as, you know, one of our logs soon. So that's uh, exciting. Yay. Um, Thank you. But tell us a little bit about you. Um, You know, what do you do right now? And like, um, you know, then we're going to go into ask you about like, you know, what made you post that first post? I am doing master's in, you know, mass communication. Mm-hmm. And uh, I did my DCA from Gotham because I wanted to be a chef and I did it. And 
you know being in pakistan doing uh, taking chef as a profession right. literally criticized and i did posted it about it i posted about it like uh, last year as well that i really don't care because you know sometimes you just need to write it down and you know uh, just show the world who you are so right. basically i'm doing my masters in mass communication right now and to be honest uh, um why i am doing this because i want a platform where i can tell people you know that it's fine to not to be okay and to accept it and you know uh, to study media because basically i wanted that people should know what actually mental illness is mental health is and why we should take it seriously because it wasn't just me i saw people around me suffering and all they would say hey kala jadu nazar you know they would oh. go to that angle but they won't come to this point like there is something wrong there is something uh, they we can suffer from depression and the one thing that hurts the most living in pakistan living in an islamic country when people come out and tell you that you're not close to your god and that's why because you are suffering so you know i wanted that this needs to stop so um i after i completed my you know chef thing i came into this and i started i openly started uh, posting about it and uh, talking about it and i was literally backlashed by my family members you know uh, immediate family and uh, i had to struggle with my uh, you know parents and because my mother is also a working woman my father is a working man so i am um, the my mother's colleagues were on my facebook and they would like uh, my mother would comment tell me that they would sit in the mess uh, mess time and talk about it like her daughter posted this and then i told her that it's fine let it be let it be so basically the post you read i um i wrote uh, there as well that it's i'm totally fine i'm happy with my life i'm doing what i want and i still can be depressed or i can have anxiety because i recently um, uh, had my nikah and uh, they started talking about it like maybe she wasn't happy there or there was something wrong with her uh, you know things you can't even imagine so uh, my sister told me one thing that my mother was upset because of all this that what then again log kya kahenge log ye keh rahe hain and uh, you should think about it so i told her that i won't stop because i'm not on this path to stop i don't want people to be you know when i post about it i get a lot of messages from people telling me that what they are going through mm. and that how it helps them you know to speak out and to reach out people for help so yeah this is what's going on and this is how it was going on Amen. I mean, wow. yeah, I we're here and we're supposed to talk, but we're speechless. <laughs> I mean, well, first of all, for just translation purposes, Kala Jadu means black magic and Nazar means like the evil eye. So people over there are basically blaming these things for you having depression and anxiety. Which is really Yeah, but you know, it's very common in Pakistan to uh, just, you know, name these things and we don't want to look at the other side mm-hmm. unfortunately that there might be something wrong with us because we you know we have cough we have fever we get ill physically but they don't want to accept that we can get uh, mentally sick as well so recently uh, my you know there's a, a time when a student uh, has to think to which university to join my brother was going through that phase and he was mentally upset uh, what is going to happen about his career and everything so uh, we all were sitting and he, he told me that he was feeling very numb and uh, that he uh, was driving a car uh, last week and he just wanted to you know cry a lot and i told him that you need to go to a doctor and so why doctor go to a psychologist you know and he was like why would i and he was like uh, somehow he wasn't sure that he should or he 
why should he so i told him that it's totally fine you should go because maybe you're not okay sharing things with me or mama or baba so go out it's totally fine so and but to be honest i have been through this my family telling my mother that it's evil eye and it's black magic there's something wrong with your daughter you should go and take her out to this place or that place and he will help out and i you know i was sick of it and i told my mother that i don't really care what log kya kahenge i know what's wrong with me i know what i am going through so they don't know exactly what i'm going through they'll just come and judge and talk about it gossip about it and tell you that you know your daughter is sick or there's something wrong with her but they won't have the guts to tell that yeah maybe she's not okay mentally because we don't accept it wow wow it's about them and saying this is this is my comfort zone this mm. is what i believe in so yeah this must be the box yeah. that you fit in or you don't fit in and this is what yeah. they know actually this is the only thing they know because i don't think anybody even cares to make themselves aware or educate themselves on certain thing called mental health i mean like you said if it's not visible right then it doesn't really exist yeah unfortunately because you know uh, we don't take things seriously at all when it's not visible right and it's kind of upsetting that you don't know what other person is going through right you know and i had uh, because i know it's been like um, 2013 when i made major decisions with i was like uh i was isolated i was you know um left alone but i knew what i was going to do right. and i was totally fine with it uh, my cousins and my family members not talking to me but talking shit about me i was okay because i knew that what i wanted now right and at that age you know i was like 14 years old and i wow. knew i wasn't mentally okay i knew that wow. i knew that there was something wrong with me i knew i was depressed and they you know i just knew it that i'm not okay mentally 14 to have that awareness yeah, at that I'm age 14. i mean i'm sitting here and i have like goosebumps because i'm like you know you're one brave person i i don't have any other Thank words you, really no no yeah. it's it's so brave and to like you know you understand your family to be the people that are going to support you and love you no matter what and like believe you yeah. to say my skin is orange today or blue today and yeah. you, you know they you want them to like say yes yes it is blue support <laughs> you know you. Yeah. and support you yeah, you know you know uh, my sister she's uh 2 years younger than me she had been my best friend since childhood like this best friend and there was just one person i could uh, obviously i trusted my mother i had we have been like friends we have never been mother daughter relationship we have been friends but i trusted her more than anyone in this world mm-hmm. so and she was one of my biggest supporter you know anything i did uh, it was one major decision kinza leaving the school on my own and telling my parents i won't study till i'm not okay i don't care what people think or say and i didn't study for 3 years i told them that i wasn't fine i won't be able to study i was in my o levels i was in um uh, you know i was uh, in ninth and i have to be promoted to 10 and i failed that exam because i was in trauma that what i was going through i'm not you know i wasn't able to focus on anything or i wasn't able to understand what teachers are saying or what are they teaching me so they came a day i talked to my sister and i told her that i don't know what's going on i don't know what teachers teach me i am unable to understand them and i'm just deciding to leave my studies and there was a point she got upset and she said no don't do this uh, studies are very important how would you you know survive in this society and you know unfortunately being um, uh, you know a daughter of an educated woman there is more pressure on you that you have to be more educated than her and uh, my mother is an hod professor and you know i ha- there was a pressure on me how what will people say to mama and she told me that people will literally mock her and i told her fatma i can't do this i know i can't do this right now 
So yeah. I told my father, I went to him and I have a very, very, very beautiful relationship with him. He is an MSc psychology, but he wasn't practicing it. He was, you know, working in a company. And so I told him that even though you're not practicing it, maybe you will understand it because you have studied it. And he told me that, yeah, okay tell me what's wrong. So I didn't tell him what was wrong, but I told him that I'm not going to study anymore. So he was just silent. He said, maybe you should go out and talk about it. I said, okay. I said, don't, because my mother is, you know, um, she's my best friend, but she gets aggressive. And, you know, mothers are emotional and like they will think that what will happen, who is going to marry you, you're not studying, you know, (laughs) things like that. So I knew that it will come. I just went to my father and told him that there are some problems I'm going through, which I'm not going to share with you, but I'm telling you that there are some problems. So I don't want to study anymore. So he said, uh, is there something wrong in school? And uh, there was a lot of things wrong in school, you know, which basically I said that we should talk about it. So I told him, no, I don't know what's wrong, but I don't want, I don't want to study. And I started crying. We were in a restaurant. So he just, um, you know, uh, told me to be quiet. And he said, okay, don't. So I said, give me your words. You are going to support me in front of mama and tell him that she doesn't want to study. He said, okay. And we came back and I didn't go to school the other day. And then I took a break for, you know, uh, uh, for three years. I didn't go to school. And this is all high school. Correct. This yeah, is all. But it, was, it was, you know, LGS. Yeah, I was in oh, class levels. nine. It was 2011 when wow. I decided I don't want to go to school at all. Dude, that is, I am like, my eyes are so open. I wow, I've never heard this before. I mean, like, couple things, right? Number one, um, we talked about this in our last episode too. How parental support is so important, and yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. It's crazy. I mean, just like, but being brown and then like educating your parents not even educating like even talking to them about certain things can be a little nerve-wracking but it's so nice when they actually like listen to you and try to like reason with you a little bit right um and i'm so happy that your dad did that for you yeah it was you know it was one of the major uh things that i was afraid of my mother to be honest that she might not be able to understand me to that extent because you know there was a mental pressure on her as well you know what will people say to her right your biggest daughter your eldest daughter is doing what nothing okay so there was something uh you know i understand and now when i was angry with her to be honest i told her i don't want to talk to you because you are not understanding me so now when things are totally fine and then she she tells me that i should maybe i should have helped you at that time and mm-hmm. it's okay baba dad so it's fine i understand there was a pressure on you because my uh father had studied it maybe and because he's one of those person he he says i can never ever force anything on my children wow on anything like uh, you know when i wanted to be a chef my mother said go for masters and i said i wanted to be a chef so my um, my father just came with me to Kotham and got me admission there and came to my home and t- told my mama that she's going to be a chef now so he was one of my biggest supporters that's awesome and i mean like as two people who can relate with that it's really really nice to have a supporting like dad i mean mom too but like i think i feel like it's different when it's like dad like yeah same with us yeah as i said because mothers take mental pressure as well fathers are a little bit strong they don't really bother what people are going to say or you know, uh, right. they maybe they don't have time to listen to what other people are saying. <laughs> They're so busy, and mothers have time to call their sisters and brothers, and you know, listen what they have to say. So yeah, it is one of the biggest, uh, you know, uh, one of the biggest and beautiful feeling to have your father as your supporter. Right. 
Amen. I I cannot even begin to tell you like how you've you've just talked about so many things that I know we can talk about for hours on each of these things. So and I see me now taking down notes yeah. exactly for that reason. <laughs> um, um, but just I just wanna we just wanna start out by saying like how brave it is of you to actually stand up to your not stand up go to your parents and have the conversation. I mean like telling your parents that hey I don't want to study anymore is huge. It's huge. And in high school. And in Pakistan. <laughs> and being from the culture that you are. I mean, there are so many. So many, like, factors. And you broke them all. And, and you did it. Yeah. I, I, you see, Manal, I had no other option. Because I knew what I was... And, and at that time, my all cousins were, you know, graduating or going to college or going to university. They could see their future. And I could mm. literally see nothing. Wow. Just darkness. I didn't know what I was going to do with my life. I just knew one thing that I don't want to go to school anymore. Wow. At that time, my the only thing in my mind was I don't want to see this building anymore in my life. Wow. Because it it you know it was uh, it wasn't just one day. I have been struggling through it for like ten years, and I wow. was unable to make any single person as my friend so it was like torturing me to be there and I could understand that there's something wrong with I obviously I blamed myself you know mm-hmm. because I was a kid I wasn't able to understand things but even at that point I knew I needed a break and wow. I didn't know how long it will take or you know anything like that so yeah it, and today uh, when i see you know my age fellows graduating and i'm still studying i really don't care i'm happy because i knew what i was going through and that's fine <sighs> and that's amazing yeah, you know you know it, in pakistan there's a, a taking a gap year or years you you literally have to hear shit Yes. They tell you things that you can't even imagine. Right. But, uh, you know, they uh, they talk about your correct character, first of all. Okay. The bloody thing that comes to their mind is um, there must be a problem with the boy. Okay. I, I was one. I was like literally shocked. But my sister told me that this is going to happen. The step you have taken. And then she failed. She's so dumb. She doesn't know anything. Um, basically, uh, my mother was uh, the one who, uh, you know, she wanted us to be in LGS. And my parents, uh, my father's side wasn't, you know, really happy about that. But she was a working woman and she had a stand. She said, I'm going to, you know, make them study in LGS. And she literally had to hear this for years. What is the so there was a mental pressure pressure on her but now today if someone talks to me i tell them wow Mm. oh my god okay i want to take a moment here and translate that because that was (laughs) that was like yeah basically what people told your mom was like what was the so for context, LGS or Lahore Grammar School is a, you know, uh, is considered one of the elite schools in Pakistan and um, especially in Lahore, the city that we are all from. But, um, you know, so so her mom was being told, uh, you see, what what's the uh, what what advantage or what benefit was it for you to fight for your daughter to go to this elite school and pay mm-hmm. all this private school money? And, uh, you know, and so when you were doing that gap year, uh, gap years thing, or you were taking that break for yourself, you were taking that stand for yourself. And what you are saying now to people is that what is the benefit of you putting your mental health on the back burner um, and suffering the way that you are? Oh, my God, Eamon, I just want to take a moment here and just say we haven't even gotten to guys what we had said we were going to talk about <laughs> in, in the actual episode. And this is I mean, like, OK, like even with schools, right, like a place like LGS, like not going to lie, we've heard that, too. Right. Like our parents have heard that, too, that like, oh, like, what's the like, why would you send your kids to like LGS and all that? Like, especially daughters. Especially yeah, daughters. exactly. Like mm-hmm. with that private school and with that elite, you know, schooling comes like so much 
judgment so much judgment yeah true i i was like literally criticized on every step in class 5 because i you know i started taking scarf myself my mother wasn't you know that she wasn't happy with that because basically her family is from uk so she wasn't like she wasn't into much you know that you should cover your head or anything like i started covering my head on my own and uh, people would say to my mom that if then again kya fayda hua agar yahi karna tha if you know what's advantage if you want to do this and she asked me one day that maybe you shouldn't you are a kid i was like 10 years old you are kid you shouldn't you know uh putting up with scarf and all that and told her i was comfortable and i don't care and i was the only one in my class doing that and i still remember in class 5 when we uh, had to uh our class photograph was taken my teacher told me that take off the scarf and i told her i won't i'm okay if you don't take me in the class photograph i don't want to take my scarf off and then she said okay that's fine and she said you can come because i was the only one wearing that so you know i have i think i have been a rebel since i was a kid <laughs> and for good reasons not for bad reasons yeah, yeah because like, i th- i think because it was giving comfort to me i was because you know like let me put it this way if i think and if i hear my class fellows in class 4 or 5 telling me that you know you have a big body and i'm not comfortable with it so i started covering it that okay i don't want to listen to your comments so i just did that and you know i was okay but okay i'm comfortable in this at least i mean wow again you're talking about you say one line and i'm like i can go for an hour on that on with that. you <laughs> and just for a little bit of context like so this is what and i think that amen we should definitely even i we should definitely talk about this in a separate episode as well mm-hmm. that religion and culture are so intermeshed that sometimes one holds back the other so for us a scarf mm-hmm. or a hijab or or any sort of head covering right like if you look at it from the perspective of what it is supposed to be is exactly that like it's something that you know muslim girls wear because they feel like it, it should come from within it should come like spiritually yeah, from within as i told my mother wasn't covering her head right, my right. sister wasn't covering their heads and uh, even if you know uh, me myself i do go out sometimes and i don't feel like covering my head i don't right, right. i don't say that i'm very proud of it but it's in my nature i i do don't feel like covering my head sometimes yeah. that i'm i don't even my uh, you know my father never told us he would you know as a father he would guide us that this is what islam says and this is what you should do but as he said i can't impose anything on you and then there was a time my mother went for umrah and then she wanted to cover and it was it was her own choice so right. she said i am never going to tell you to do that so even if uh, today my sisters don't want to do that or i don't want to do that sometimes i don't feel like covering my head i'm not feeling good and i, I would just you know i don't want to wear a dupatta or a scarf so i'm okay with that but even if i want to do that it has nothing to do with people telling you that you cover your you are not covering your head you are not close close to god it was it's a shit for me i mean <laughs> it is so pathetic i don't understand that i can't because, you know i'm okay with you know um i do put my uh, you know uh, photos on facebook with my head covered because i'm like okay i don't i don't want to do that but uh, at my home i can open my hair or even when i go out i open my hair and i wear dupatta i don't take it on my head it's my choice it has nothing to do with your judgments yeah. and uh, to be honest people uh talk shit and they because it's i don't know what they get from it from my experience i just learned one thing that i don't want to talk shit about anyone right. about regarding anything i can't do that right. even even if you know if 
I have I have been friends with anyone and I'm not friends with that person anymore. I can't do that. Yeah. Right. Right. I wow. just can't. I I feel like it's it's so low of a person to do that. Oh wow. I mean. And like all people over there really know is how to talk about other people. <laughs> and Unfortunately. So, you have described, you have like described some of the things that I didn't even know that people talked about, like, or thought about, like all these little things. It's like they, they get problems from like nothing and they just keep on getting, they just, you know, they pinpoint out, okay, I can make this a problem. I can make this into a problem. Yeah. <laughs> Like, yeah. what? Ooh. Like, take off your scarf. Don't take off your scarf. You're not close to God. I mean, what? Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, you know, this is what they do. And they don't have any idea what uh, what problem it causes to the other person. Mentally, right. There's a, there's a pressure. Look, it's like this. You may say you don't care. But at the end of the day, you do think about it. You're yeah. human. You know? Oh, yeah, definitely. There's no way you can think about it. It's you're human. Yeah. We're we're so uh, we're so like, you know, open and vulnerable all the time to like what people say or might think about you because we're human. Yeah. We're not robots. Uh, because if we yeah. were robots, we would have no emotions and then everything would be fine. <laughs> Maybe yeah. better. So <laughs> I I always um think about this thing that people have no idea what they cause other person right they have right. no idea and uh, to be honest i have this point when uh, people uh, bring this this is a common thing in our culture when you're losing an argument bring in bring islam in to you know oh. degrade a person wow. when islam is all about upgrading a person wow. and you use religion as a tool of hatred when it's a tool of love right you know they'll come and tell you that you know they'll just when they have nothing to say they'll tell you you're not close to Allah and that's pathetic and so low right oh my god I feel like Allah <laughs> I will uh, take a pause here and say that like you know yeah, I sure. think that we we always, uh, you know, because this, especially this podcast is for like, you know, all kinds of like, uh, you know, races, religions, cultures, whatever have you, because even everything yeah. that you've just said means that we're looking at people's insights right. and how they treat exactly. other people. And that's yeah. it. Yeah. And, exactly. and so what you've just said, I think resonates with, it doesn't matter if you're an atheist, Christian, Hindu. Da 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 da, uh, yeah. you know, it, it, people bring in religion as a tool of hate. It, look at what was happening. Well, look at what's happening over here. People have brought in religion into politics and made you know this um this uh war on like you know what I believe in to right. be like white and Christian and so like you are wrong. I mean, you know, we we keep this podcast full of like you know love and completely devoid of hatred but i think that you are hitting on such a beautiful point right. it's like when you're losing an argument mm -hmm. you want to you want to now tell me i'm not close to right. god and like who yeah. are you who are you and like now that i think about it we have heard that too right like people do bring in religion and god and it's it's, it's you know as i said before manahel that religion no matter what religion, religion is a tool of love. Right. You can't use it as a tool of hatred. Right. And you are doing that. And you are such a low person if you are doing that. Ah. It doesn't matter. Like, I have Christian friends mm -hmm. in university. And I, I don't think or even like, I can never think that they are low or I am low. But we are human. Right. We can't, we just can't, you know, as a Muslim, uh, Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, just stood up for a funeral of a non-Muslim. Right. So, who are you? What are you doing? You are like literally hating people and using religion. <sighs> oh my gosh. So, 
people would rather ignore the mental health aspect and just go jump straight to religion and be like, haha, you're not close to God, haha. Like, what yeah. the hell? <laughs> what? Yeah, I, I was told you don't pray and this is all because because you don't pray. So to be honest, I didn't pray till I was okay. Wow. Right. I couldn't. I couldn't. I didn't knew what I was doing. I was ask my mom that what if I'm standing and praying and I don't know what I'm talking to, what I'm talking, what I'm doing, what I'm saying. So what's the reason behind this? I couldn't. For two years, I didn't pray. Because I right. didn't knew what I'm what I'm going to say. You can't say something when you don't know the meaning behind it. So when I'm wow. so lost in myself, in my pains, in my problems, how can I just go and pray? And then uh, how can I accept people coming and telling me that this is all because you are not close to the God? That's crazy. That is crazy. We always say that like spirituality is like a journey that everybody has on their own, right? It's like different for everybody at their own pace, like whatever they want. But um, like I can only speak for our culture, but like in our culture, that's a concept that nobody even like knows about. It's not. It's like you have to pray. Yeah, it's, you know, they don't tell you uh, to pray because it's in religion they tell you to pray because you're going to hell if you don't <laughs> you know they won't tell you they use as I said they use it, use it as a tool of fear and hatred mm-hmm. you know and right. it kind of tortures the other person I would like uh, there were nights I would just sit and think that uh, chalo aage future to hai nahi kyunki padna chhoti hai because people put it in my mind you're not close to Allah or God you're doing you don't know what you're doing you have destroyed your life you have destroyed your life hereafter so you're going to hell so it was you know pathetic some nights I was just sit and think where was I going what I'm going to do but yeah then thanks to Allah I'm I'm here today and I can tell people I was okay. You are not okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You're not okay. Yeah, you're not okay. I, I, I'm just, you know, usually we're the ones like that that are like just going on an yeah. episode. But Eamon, I'm like sitting here lost completely. You have given us so much to think about. It's like, it's crazy. So one question I do have is like, um, you know, like obviously it was a long journey for you and like, yes, you're better now. So what did help? Like, was it starting to talk about uh, publicly how you were feeling? No, Manal, as, as I said before, I had no friends. Right. No friends since childhood. No friends. Uh, in class seven, I was close to three, four people. But then again, you know, kids want to be friends with cool people you know and I was cool enough at that time I was very very fat very fat mm-hmm. and um, like I was 115 kg and uh, that was very you know so when I left school it was because of bullying mm-hmm. and mental pressure mm-hmm. when I left school and uh, it was in 2011 I took a break for two years, painting and writing, painting and writing, painting and writing. I have like 24 diaries right now of last 10 years of every day written on my page. And um, recently I was looking through them and I was proud of myself where I am today and where was I, you know, 10 years back. So it was just painting and writing. and. nothing else and eating i would eat a lot and my you know my family would come and say you need to lose weight you're doing this you're doing that and i was like don't tell me don't tell me anything so uh, one day after two years but when i left school i i because you know when you're in a toxic environment as soon as you leave it you get a you get a uh you get a relief mm-hmm, right. okay? knowing that you're not going to that place which haunts you it gives you a relief right 
and there was an immediate relief with knowing that I'm not going to that place again ever in my life I was okay and I was a little happy and better so um I for two years I just ate I would write a lot a lot and and I would show it to my mother and sometimes would cry that you write a lot of it seems you're in a lot of pain I would tell her just to make her stop I would tell her no no I'm fine I'm fine Huh. And um, oh. I was just paint, write, draw, sleep, and eat. I did nothing. I didn't go anywhere out. I didn't meet any one of my relatives because I knew what they were talking. I don't want. I didn't want to face them because you know I was a kid at that time. I I didn't know how to you know face mm-hmm. people and society. And uh, when people would come and say why why did you leave your studies? I had no answer because I didn't want to tell them what I was going through. So my sister had an idea that she is you know bullied because um, I used to go in a school van and I was bullied in the van as well bullied. So my sister knew that there was something wrong and she he used to just tell me that you know you're very strong you're very strong and that would give me courage. So for two years I did nothing. I would just sit and tell myself that it's okay if I'm not studying. Mm-hmm. It's okay. I will get a life once I'm okay. So after two years, my uh, when I was one fifteen kgs, I started getting aggressive uh, because I was alone in the house whole day. My siblings were in school. My mother was at university. My father was at his office, and I was alone at home. I started getting aggressive. Mm-hmm. So um. I started at that time reading novels and I read a novel. It was by Nimra Ahmed, Musaf. Musaf is Quran. I didn't know it meant Quran. It was a novel. Oh. It was about a girl. And it, it, you know, it started changing something in me. I started feeling a little happy at that time when I was becoming aggressive. And uh, there was something, you know, change in me I wanted to pray at that time mm-hmm. I, wow. it was after two years people telling me pray 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 and I wouldn't I because I knew I just didn't want it to so at that time I started praying you know one at in a day or one in a week and I would feel happy okay I did okay now Allah will love me you know as people had put it in my mind mm-hmm. that you know God will not love you till you pray or something like that now, anyways, in after two years, my father just came to me one day and he, he was a fitness freak kind of person. He would come from office and go to jog and jog for one hour and come back. And, and he told me, that, why it's been two years. Why don't you come out and go for a jog with, jog with me? Mm-hmm. And uh, I said, okay. That was the day it changed my life. I went out for jogging with him. I... I literally was running and there was sweat all over my body and I felt a mental relaxation wow. through that. I I felt that my aggressiveness was coming out. Right. Mm-hmm. I, and at that time when I was running, I wanted to scream as well because it was after two years I went to a park. Wow. I wanted to scream and I want to I wanted to cry and the other day, uh, after that day, I told my father that, is it okay if I go alone mm-hmm. for the for a jog? And he said, yeah, sure. Why not? If you want to, go for it. You're, I have no, my mother was like, why she should go alone? Mm-hmm. And I, she knew I wanted to go at night because it was like at eight or nine. And my mother said, no, you should go with him. My father said, let her just let her wow that's amazing so that's not the, something you hear time, no at that time I started going for a walk alone mm-hmm. and I remember I used to cry while walking or jogging and I cried a lot for after one month I realized I had no tears in my eyes anymore wow. mm-hmm. <laughs> I didn't want to cry I didn't want to scream I just wanted to jog and um, my sister told me that uh, you, it seems like you're losing weight. Mm, mm. But I was just walking. 
अपना डैड गेव मी होप आई वेंट टू माई फादर एंड सर आई वॉन्टेड लूज वेट ही वॉज वन ऑफ ही वॉज वन ऑफ दोलिंग दिस इज चाइल्ड बेटा वेट लूज कर ही लो बेटा वेट लूज कर ही लो दिस टोल्ड हिम आई वॉन्ट एंड ही वॉज शॉक्ड हिम दैट आई वॉन्टेड टू लूज वेट सो ही सेट टू वट एवर आई से एंड आई गेव यू गारंटी आई गिव यू गारंटी दैट यू इन वन ईयर यू बी ओके physically mm-hmm. and i told him what about mentally wow he said it will take time mm-hmm. wow okay. now at that time i started falling but my father told me i would go to the park in the morning i never knew that nature can help you heal i never knew that mm-hmm. i hated sky i hated light because i had stayed in my house for 2 years i was i would used to get irritated by sunlight but then i started enjoying it i would go to park in the morning i would go to the park at the, in the night and i would you know i started loving it right i i mm-hmm. thought i realized that it wasn't just fad i was burning it was my aggression my pain my insecurities i was burning right that's amazing and I didn't meet anyone for one year, and I had a cousin who was one of you know, up my you know a person who would bully you since childhood. Mm-hmm. And one day I was at my grandparents. He just came and he was like, "Ye kahan hai? Was this? I had lost sixty kgs in one year. Wow! 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 And and." coming from a person who had bullied you all your life i thought i had achieved something mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i thought i thought and you know because i had heard this all my life moti 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 that when i was 60 kg i uh, my parents would tell me don't lose more weight you look skinny don't do that don't do that you are hurting yourself physically now you may get weak i thought they were joking because i had all that all those things in my mind which i used to hear since childhood right even i thought they were joking so what changed my mind was like one day i was going for a walk and auntie came and told me beta why do you walk a lot i see you every day and i told her that maybe because i need to lose weight she said no you you need to gain weight <laughs> oh my what? god you can't <laughs> win with the aunties oh my you god. just get on yeah. and i at, at that time i knew that i have maybe i'm okay now physically right i don't need to you know lose more weight and when my cousin said who is this and he was surprised and shocked and he didn't he said i can't believe my eyes this this is amen oh my so gosh. that and you know obviously my sister telling me you are unbelievable you changed a lot because i was obviously i um used to work work out 2 hours a day and hmm. i would not eat anything you know junk or anything like that mm-hmm. which i used to love and yeah. you know stop eating everything right so when i lost weight a confidence came in me right interesting you know, that now people can't bully me physically wow i knew that wow uh, that's another thing that i didn't knew that now they will come and tell me you look skinny and you yeah, have right? skin and what's wrong gain weight please that. <laughs> I, that was another episode but i knew that I had this confidence that no one can call me Moti now. Right, I knew that, which is fat. So mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, and but to be honest, uh, when now people know that I lost sixty kg, there are a lot of people that come and take help from me, and I I can never tell them that they say na that I'm so fat, and I can never I say I don't agree that you're fat. Mm-hmm. I can never call someone fat. I just can't. Yeah, you just I, it it it's. It's so it you know it brings my memories back. Right. What I went through. Right. I can't call someone's kid. I was four years old when people used to tell my mom that she is fat. Right. I can't do that. So that that's another thing what I had to face, and I came to another. You know, now is the time when uh, 
लास्ट आई है
I was wow. shocked. And my father was, he said I knew it. Oh my said, God. Oh my God, that's so sweet. And that was a time when I went out to every family member and told them, yes, I did it. And I got an A-star. I scored 83%. And you did it all on your own. You studied on your own. Everything. Yeah, I, I couldn't. My father asked me, do you want to go to academy? I said, it's an institution. I hate institutions. Yeah. I can't. I don't want to. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my wow. God. It haunts me. You have defied every single stereotype. Yeah. And you Literally. gave a full circle, like you just said. You came a full <laughs> circle to your dad. I mean, Amen. I'm like, literally, we're sitting here. I'm speechless. We're speechless. speechless. <laughs> wow. Speechless. Uh, the, we are going to have to do like a thousand more episodes with you. I mean, like, you have so many like different stories. Thank you, and- This This really means a lot. You know, um, you wow. know, when you acknowledge someone's struggle, it really means a lot. Yeah, and you're doing that for your siblings, you know, as well. Like you said, you help your brother and do make sure. Yeah, because that- I, I, I don't, I personally don't feel like it's something bad to tell someone you need to go to a psychologist. Uh, it's yeah. not humiliating. It's helping. People think that it's humiliating or it's something so dumb. To t- I Let me share one thing. So my husband... He was my class fellow in LGS mm-hmm. and he hated me. <laughs> I don't know why. Because I wasn't cool. <laughs> another full cool. circle. Another full circle. Another episode. Promise us. <laughs> That's a T right there. <laughs> so he Recently, he, uh, he had some problems at his office and I told him, he was sharing things and I told him, Rizzi, I might not be able to understand you because I haven't been through this. You need to go to somewhere and talk about it maybe amazing it's fine if you literally and he told me he told me i'm maybe i'm such a dumb person and other all i could do was i just uh sent him some cupcakes with a note that it's okay to not to be okay just go oh my god amy that's amazing i feel like i tell my uh Last year, my mother lost her youngest sister and she went into depression and people literally tortured her. And I was the one who stood by her and told my mother, you are going through depression. Please, can you go to psychologist? I begged her. She went through, She went to the doctor. Wow. Alhamdulillah, she's all better now. <sighs> yeah, I mean, like... I mean, I, I, I think we all at some stage of life need a psychologist or a psychiatrist and it's totally fine yes yes it is amen i think you've hit on something so important we i am in therapy right now i i i will share my story one day but like you know when i check myself and i say i feel miserable and i'm gonna make life for other people miserable uh i'm gonna check myself into therapy (laughs) you know it's it is it is what it is it it is like you know this it this is how how it has to be right the, you can't tell someone if for instance i'm having a fever you can't tell me that it's going to be okay no it's not going to be okay till you go to the doctor and take your medicine you are never going to be okay <laughs> so true so true i mean i can't i think it's pathetic to tell someone my you know, as I said, everyone at some stage of their life needs help or a psychologist or or a psychiatrist as we all need doctors in our lives and it's totally fine. We are so dumb. We can literally, if you know, if uh, in our culture, if a person knows that the other person is going to a psychologist, we get pagal Right. He's crazy, bad, bad, or she's bad. crazy. Maybe he's, you know, he, we make fun of the, that person. Right. Yeah, pathetic. You start making jokes. Yeah, or you're yeah. weak, and or you're weak. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like even now, I, you know, sometimes we all feel low in our lives. We all need help. We are all not every time okay. Right, and that's okay. 
Agreed. So mm-hmm. people will, you know, if they don't understand it, they even, you know, what I was telling my sister the other day that people who tell you that uh, um, mental health is nothing, they are they themselves are going through it and they don't understand it. Right, right. Which is the unfortunate part. Yeah. <sighs> Wow. And the fact that you convinced your mom to go and you told her that, hey, like this help exists out there and she actually went. That's amazing. And yeah. now she's better. That's amazing. Yeah, and it, You know, because you know what? Uh, uh, people think that a working person is so busy. How can he or she can get depressed or anything mm-hmm. like that? I knew she lost her youngest sister. Right. I knew she had pain. I knew she was sad. Right. and depressed and she, she would literally get panic attacks and she would tell me wow. no no it's constipation and I would tell her stop wow oh, no. yeah. right I would argue I would like literally scream at her please go right just go you need to go and then um, then again my father took her yes she's right you need to go to a psychologist wow amazing I'm so, I mean, I'm, I'm sitting here and you won't believe it. We're actually, you won't believe it, but we're like 61 minutes. <laughs> I mean, can you believe, and, and we haven't, I think that. Um, I have a list of uh, future episodes and there's like six things here. So you're going to be with us for a while <laughs> in the future. But, oh my God, like, like we said, you have come to so many full circles. It's amazing how like for you, like one thing led to another, led to another, and then it led to back to like the problem that you had but you solved it you solved it and you're solving it and i think that the one thing i learned from you today amen is that you know you're you're single-handedly sitting in a culture and changing and touching other people's lives yeah through what you did so many different problems so many different issues and you're talking about all of them it's so amazing. Yeah. Like, it's amazing what one single person can do when they put their mind to it. Yes. Crazy. I can't even, like, think of the words right now. I know. <laughs> I mean, I and, and also, we want to thank you for saying something, for putting yourself out there. This is, like, such a big, like... F you to, like, everybody, everybody that ever said anything to yeah. you. And, so, like... Yeah, it- I think I think uh, this is what we all need to do. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, yes. give a shit to people. Yeah. Right. To people who are not important. Right. Yeah. To you know, um, uh, recently I was talking to my mom and I, she said I was I got a dean's award in at university and uh, I was so happy with that and told my mom that on my convocation I want to I literally want to say that this goes out to my teachers who said I couldn't do it. Wow. And you should. And you should. You should. I mean, you have to. They literally made me believe that I was the dumbest person on the planet who can't do anything at all. And you believed it. You had no choice. Because, you know, as a kid, Mm. uh, you believe everything. Yeah, you're vulnerable. It makes sense. Yeah. But... You're amazing, wow. Amen. You're, yeah, and I cannot wait to have so many more conversations with Seriously. you. Seriously. It's going to be you. awesome. Thank you, Manahil. Thank you, Kinza. That's very humble of you. Seriously, that's very, very humble of you. It's, uh, well, you're the, you're the catalyst. You're the person that, you know... Um, uh, you ignited the fire. Um, one thing that we talk about over here and one thing that made us, you know, uh, even create this podcast was every other culture is either talking about it, working towards it, embracing it. Unfortunately, uh, we as South Asians are just starting. Just. Just starting. Like 1%. And like <laughs> listening to you right now, there are so many, I learned so much from you. I did yeah. not know that like, you know, uh, taking a gap year could mean boy problems for people. I know that was something so new to me. I, I mean, yeah, what? At that time, it was new for me. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. Oh man. Like, it was. Like, obviously, I, Vera, when my sister told me, because she was a kid, she was in sixth class and she would get hurt. Like, people are talking shit about my sister. Right. People come and tell me and I was just, I was like shocked and surprised but now I laugh and I, yeah, you know, I, 
I don't know what to say. We are so glad that you were our first Pakistani-based guest on this podcast. I mean, we couldn't have asked for anybody better. Absolutely. And we have people lined up from like, you know, the UK, Canada, of course, the US and stuff like that. But dude, this means the world to us. So thank you so So much. much. And um, You're most welcome. Thanks to you guys for having me, to be honest. That this, when you approached and when you acknowledged, that meant a lot to me. A lot to me. Thank you. And um, uh, guys, our listeners, uh, she's going to be here for so many more episodes. So please stay tuned. Yeah. Um, and on that note. On that note, and Eamon, this is something that we say together, um, as you might have heard on the ending of our, you know, other episodes. Uh, but exactly about that, you know, what we shouldn't sit, do. So, Manahal, lead us. Um, so, have a great week, guys. And don't worry about... No, no kya kahenge. Amen, thank you so much. Peace. You're most welcome. Thanks to you guys. Take care.